Blog Talk Radio. Step on Devereaux. Step on Devereaux Show. Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. All right, they wanted to let you know. Oh, man. Been a pretty interesting afternoon. But uh, we won't get into that right now. I want to interview my man, Tristan Dalwood, here on the show a little bit later. Uh, dude got a hot single out there right now called Lonesome Road. Yeah, country song. Telling you, dude got some flavor. You know what I'm saying? But I must with dude. I like dude a lot. I think dude is um I think he's on his way. But um before we get into that, let me settle down. We're gonna to talk to Tristan after the break. Uh but let me get settled in on uh a couple of things that are ticking me off right now. Of course, and if you listen to the podcast on all the other outlets that I'm on, I mean iHeartRadio and Spotify and so forth and so forth. But uh, right now I'm a little ticked off at all this fake love. Seeing a lot of fake love out there. A lot of fake love. Yeah, fake love. What am I call- Why am I seeing this fake love? Why am I calling this fake love? Well, first and foremost, RIP to rapper, activist, Nipsey Hussle. But... All this fake love that I'm seeing out here about, you know, from all these guys, and I'm not going to mention no names. I promise you I won't. You'll have to check out the, the other podcast for that. But the reason why I'm ticked off is because all these guys are talking about, yeah, Nips, I was right there with you. I was there with you, man. You know, I was trying to do things, you know, in the, in the hood, the better things and all that. No, you weren't. Because if you were, you would have been putting money up to Nipsey Hussles, uh, to his foundations and the things that he was doing. Yeah, you you would have been invested into that, but no, 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 you didn't. You did not invest. These social media activists that I'm so tired of. That's what you guys are. You are social media activists. Nipsey was not. Nipsey was a real activist. He was in the streets, putting money out there to make it better for his community. He wasn't on Instagram. He wasn't on Periscope and, and Facebook Live. He wasn't on the YouTube. Yeah, he was, when he did interviews, he was talking about what he was doing for his community. Not, well, I'm going to set up this trap museum. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, trap museum. Really? That's bettering our community? Really, bro? Let's glorify anyway. So you social media activists out there, you need to kick rocks. Guys like myself are tired of you because you're doing nothing but holding dudes back. Then a tragedy, a tragedy happens. You jump on social media because, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. So please, relax. Say nothing. Do nothing. You want to pretend? Stay on social media. Keep keep pretending. I don't mind. But when a man like this dies and you're jumping on social media talking this and that, come on, man. No. Because I can see that fakeness from a mile away. You've already shown it. You've already shown it. Nipsey's putting money in the community. 
bad blocks so he can start businesses to give jobs. He ain't starting a trap museum. Like I said, I ain't going to name no names. I'm just tired of this daggone fake social media activist. These guys, you kill me. Okay, that was a great opening. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to bring my man Tristan on. <laughs> and, uh, man, I know, see, you know, I got to get you guys fired up. You're listening to the Stuff on Devereaux Show, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. We'll be right back. You're listening to Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. How to text a guy to keep him interested? Hmm, it's a question many women ask daily. Well, Amy North believes she has found the answer with How to Text a Guy to Keep Him Interested. It's a new course that she has put together and it's helping ladies all across the world. You can go to How to Text a Guy to Keep Him Interested. Weebly.com for more information. Amy says she has the answer, so find out there. How to text a guy to keep him interested. Weebly.com. Recovery from mental and substance use disorders is real. You can recover. It's possible. It happens every day. Never give up on yourself. Discover hope and help. I thought I was too far gone. I wasn't. Join the voices for recovery. The world is a beautiful place again. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral for mental and substance use disorders for you or someone you know. Call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. I'm getting older. Do I need to worry about falling? Yes, you do. Each year, one in four people 65 and older will experience a fall, and many will be serious. The majority of falls happen at home, so remove things that could make you trip and install handrails to keep you steady. To learn more about the steps you can take to help prevent a fall, please talk to your doctor. You can also visit aarpfoundation.org or medicaremadeclear.com slash falls. This message was brought to you by United Healthcare and AARP Foundation. You're listening to Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. Steph on Devereaux. Steph on Devereaux show. Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. Yeah, I'm feeling it now because that opening monologue got my blood boiling. So we're going to have a great interview. I want to bring on my man, Tristan. Tristan. What's up? Tristan. Hey, man, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. How do you how do you pronounce your last name? Because I, I, I'm going to let you pronounce <laughs> it. Darwood. See, I was right. I was right. See, I said it. Beginning of the show, that Dawood. I'm a, thank goodness because sometimes when I go with names, man, I'm sorry, I'm just horrible with names. But man, what's up? How have uh, you been? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm just uh, today's been a pretty hectic day. I uh, had a funeral for a family uh, family member, and then uh, I'm actually getting my hair done right now. I thought the appointment was going to be earlier, but uh, so we're doing a little bit of everything all at the same time. <laughs> Well, I'm going to put it like this, man. First and foremost, you know, my condolences. You know, my audience, they're going to send their condolences to uh, situations like that. You know what I'm saying? But you're a true pro because here you're doing an interview. And I appreciate that because I was actually looking forward to this because I know we were were supposed to do this a couple of days ago. And some situations happened with the system. And I'm like, ah, man, but I really wanted to do this interview Um, because you got a new single that's blowing up, bro. 
you know, and I, look, look, yeah. Lonesome, look, yeah, Lonesome Road is, is like one of my favorite songs, and people can check it out on the mini playlist that, you know, we promote here on the show and so forth. But, um, yeah, I mean, what was your inspiration for that song? I mean, because real quick, be honest, it got like an old school feel, you know what I'm saying, but with some new school, you know what I'm saying, like lyrics to it, you know what I'm saying, for a country song. Like, what was your inspiration right. for it? Well, you know, a lot of my inspiration for my music comes from, uh, you know, my everyday life. And uh, when I wrote that song, I started writing it about six, seven years ago. I went through wow. a pretty heavy breakup. And, uh, but I've always been tracing, chasing my dreams. And uh, music is one of those dreams. And uh, so when I wrote that song, it was about, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter about that heartbreak. Like, I got to keep going down that road because I know that, uh, you know, I want to be a rolling stone and, you know, in this business, in this industry, you know, there's a lot of times that you put a lot of sacrifice into what you're doing. And unfortunately it affects, you know, your loved ones and, uh, people that you date. Um, but you got to just keep on going. And so, uh, Lonesome Road is about that. It's about, uh, it's about keep on trekking, you know, uh, using that, that heartache to, uh, advance yourself in what you're doing and just uh and just keep keep rolling just keep rolling like a rolling stone well i'll put it like this i think some of my uh best music you know came from a broken heart period you know heartbroken i mean i had my heart broken you know a few times but you know it's when i was married and got my heart broken i think I, my, my best music came from that time period um but, I, but see you i'm gonna put it like this i was a, I, I grew up a country music fan, so right. <laughs> I, I, I can give you a thousand. I mean, I, I think I'm a little bit older than you, so I can give you a thousand names that a lot of people don't talk about today. But see, this song it has that feeling to it, you know, and that's what and that's what country music is supposed to be about, anyway. Real life problems, right. and how are we going to solve them over a great beat in the background? It's all music, but this song right here, I really believe. I can't wait for people to. Uh, you know, to hear it on the show and so forth. Um, but okay, so where are you from? Uh, I'm from Denver, Colorado. Uh, oh, that's born and raised oh, in Colorado. Cool. <laughs> uh, you know, we represent Colorado cool. all the way. Yes. Uh, so you're a Broncos fan? Definitely Broncos fan. I actually do uh, security <laughs> for the Broncos. Uh, so. Oh, that is awesome. I deal, that is awesome. I deal with all the drunks. <laughs> That is awesome. Well, I'm sorry. I'm a Steelers fan, but don't worry. I mean, I understand. I mean, I, I tell people this all the time. I'm going to have to bring you on one of the sports shows. But I, I tell people all the time, you know, some, I, I respect John Elway as a player, but he's the guy that holds you back. Yeah, he got Peyton Manning, but guess what? Peyton right. was going to Denver anyway, so it didn't make a difference. I, I was a big Tim Tebow fan, even though he beat my team in the playoffs that year. So, I mean, I got – I, I, I look. I feel the Broncos. I like the Broncos a lot. I really do. Just John Elway. I pay attention to what they're doing because I love all football. But man, so yeah, definitely. Well, I definitely like the Pittsburgh Steelers too. They were always, you know, one of my big other teams growing up. And uh, Ben Roethlisberger is is a quarterback that I uh, have always looked up to, and and he appreciates the Broncos and John Elway, and and so. You know, uh, every time Pittsburgh comes here to Denver, we just show them much love and much respect either way. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, ben Roethlisberger has stated that John Elway was his hero. 
He wears that number seven yes. because of Elway. And I, yes. I, I'm not gonna lie. When you know, I remember the the, uh, the 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 Super Bowl losses that they had. You know, and I, but I I was feeling good when they you know they won those those two Super Bowls. That I know the one game they beat us in the uh, the AFC Championship game. But I did root for them against Green Bay that year. And I'm going to definitely root for them a year after that against Atlanta because I could not stand Atlanta. So, I mean, those two Super Bowls, I was rooting for the Broncos. And I like John Elway. I got nothing but respect for him. But, okay, enough about John Elway and the Broncos. We're talking about you. So, okay, right. now you're from – what made you get into country music? You know, I mean, especially today yeah. in today's music, oof, a lot of people don't get into it unless they really, truly love it. What made you? Right. Well, you know, growing up, um, I grew up with, with a diverse uh, upbringing in music. You know, I, I was raised with country music, um, hip hop and rap, uh, big band, classic rock. Um, I had such influences from so many genres of music that it was really kind of hard to decide the, to step in what genre. Um, but as I got older, when I hit 25, I kind of really kind of fell into that country voice and I could just feel it and hear it like, okay, this is where I'm at. Um, yes. And so I got into country music that way and I enjoy country music and classical country music, but we're also mm-hmm. living in an age where I believe that, you know, uh, we can cross the boundaries of genre lines, you know, and that, yes. um, you know, country doesn't, isn't just, you know, country music like it used to be. And I think even, Garth Brooks mentioned this not too long ago, you know, country has aspects of hip hop and rock and jazz and so many different things. It just depends on, you know, what that artist is feeling at that time. And so I've kind of developed my own style of country music. It's, it's country hip hop or country trap, you know, and I mix, I mix these different genres together to hopefully, you know, influence people to like it, but also, you know, know that like, you know, you're not confined to like, these genres anymore that you know if you feel a certain way then you should just do it and so that's kind of how i got into country music that's and and people okay here's one that (laughs) a lot of people don't consider buddy holly as a country star but to me right buddy holly was he started out as a country star elvis started out as a country stars but they just they crossed over and but they still kept those the country elements to their music. And a, a lot of people don't, they don't want to accept that because it's like, Oh, well, I don't like country music, but I'll ask them, do you like Elvis? You know, or do you like Buddy Holly? And then you know, I'll get a yes. And then they, I'll tell them what their country music. So, oh no, they won't. And then you have to break it down to them. And it's like, dude, most of the music that we listen to comes from country music. You know, even hip hop exactly. country music has a piece, you know, got a part of blues in it as well. You know, I think blues and country is practically the same thing to me. It's just done a little bit different, you know. Um, but, man, I mean, I'm a big country music fan. Also, I'll tell you this. There's a secret that I've never told no one. You're getting this secret. It's a nugget. Um, my first song that I've ever written was a country music song. I kid you not, I was 12 years old, and it was over Feelings and the Girl. I'm dead serious. I'm dead. Yeah. First country music song, first song I've ever uh, put my pen down or my pencil down in school and wrote a song. It was a country music song. And I still remember the daggone song. One day I may have to get, let you hear it so you can laugh at me and then say, okay. But I won't do it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so, so you love country. Who was your, um, okay, let's just say, let's say country. 
Who's your uh, your influence? You know, country music wise. Okay, well, um, I have quite a bit of different influences. You know, since I was raised on uh, country, you know, I go all the way back to old school country. Uh, you know, Jim Croce and um, Marty Robbins are definitely some huge influences for me. You know, and then as as uh, I grew up with other artists, uh, Garth Brooks and Tim McGraw. And, um, and then now, you know, the new age artists, you know, um, I like Kane Brown and, uh, Luke, uh, Luke Combs Luke and, Bryan? and, you know, so, um, and so Luke Bryan, yeah, no, Luke Bryan too. Um, you know, so there's just so many, I, I pull from so many artists, um, and even female artists, you know, Shania Twain and, and Reba McIntyre, um, and even Ronnie Millsap. Uh, I just really, yeah. I love all, all music. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Some of my favorite country music, uh, early '80s. Okay, so I'll put. A, uh, you ever, there's a movie that was out years ago called Urban Cowboy. And oh yeah, I have I'm that not one. A, well, I'm not a fan of the movie, but I love the music that was in the movie. You know, I was right. Oh, goodness, it, the, the music, the music, the music, the music, the music. <laughs> Every time I think about yeah. that movie, I think of the music. So like that's. I think that's. Where I feel right now, that's where your sound, you kind of sound like that. You kind of have that early 80s country feel, you know. Um, do you, do people, other people tell you that? Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard, of, I heard that for sure. And, um, you know, especially with Lonesome Road, that was one of those songs where it was like, it had that clap. When I heard, when I started putting it together, it just had that classic country feel you know it had the steel guitar it had these elements of like the organ you know that I really enjoy those those organ notes that just you know like kind of grab grapple you and and pull you in um and then and then you know um with expression and whatnot you know I try to you know use those influences to to help me express what I'm singing and then and then you know as you notice in Lonesome Road I kind of go into kind of like a uh, a talk rap a little bit um, on this one and uh, you know I believe that rap um, or hip-hop is just a form of expression you know in acting we were taught you know you you speak your lines and then you know, once you can no longer express those emotions, you're going to sing about it, you know, and that's where musical theater comes in, you know, and I think it's the same thing for hip hop and rap is, you know, after you've reached that point of, okay, you know, I've expressed myself vocally singing, but now I want to express myself lyrically and and get more words out onto the paper, you know, um, then comes in the, the rap and the hip hop. And so that's kind of how I blended it together. See, I, I was just watching, uh, a documentary on Amy Winehouse last week, I believe. And she was talking about that and her, her expression where it was starting to lead her, you know, she was a a jazz singer that, you know, they crossed over, you know, they crossed her over, but she was a jazz singer true to heart. But they cry. But then she got to a point of her life to where she started just like coming up with all these battle raps. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so she calls her producer you know, who was, a, you know, uh, one of the most talented producers in hip-hop, uh, Salam Remy. She calls Salam and she says, hey, I got all these battle raps in my head and I just want to get them out and so forth. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, 
Yeah, it's like I guess it comes with a point in your life to want to be aggressive. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. especially with music. And I've noticed that, especially with, in, in the country music, um, you know, there's artists that have tried to become aggressive. Because I always thought, like, um, I think the problem, like, that Taylor Swift has right now is she still stops. She wants to come out of the box that they placed her in. You know, she's really right. a country music girl. You know, she gets a country girl at heart. And she wants to sing this music, but they've made so much money off of her pop wise that they want to keep her there. And she says, no, I want to go back to what I – so I, I expect Taylor Swift to start battle rapping about next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, look, it happened well, to Mally Sarah, so. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, you know what's interesting, you know, is, is that's what I find is interesting about being an independent artist as opposed to a mainstream artist is, you know, Taylor Swift – you know, she's ran by a production team, you know, and, and they're sitting there. They're the ones that are putting forth money, investing into her, and she's, you know, signing contracts. And, and they have a lot more say in, you know, what she does and, and how she does it. And, you know, I think that's kind of confining. You know, here you are as a mainstream artist. You make tons of money, you know, but you don't really have much control over your music and, and the audience that you want to reach. And I think that as an independent artist, you know, if I want to put out a, just a straight classical country uh, album, which I plan on doing, uh, I'm going to do that. And then, you know, I'm also going to put out my country hip hop album, you know, and, and I'm going to hit both of those audiences and, and I'm going to market to, to those audiences as well. And I, I think it, if you have a strong marketing team, you know, you can, you can jump those genre boundaries. You just have to know what you're doing and, and have faith, faith in your team. Yes. And in, in today's music, you know, uh, the labels are the marketing team though, you know, because the labels don't exist. If you can get on, you know, or you can get on these playlists and you can get your music heard, you know, get people, you know, who uh, get some attention to yourself through social media <laughs> the world is yours. I exactly. mean, the world is yours. So, and especially I've learned uh, with the hip hop artists is that a lot of these guys they just go directly to social media, they blow up on on, on Instagram, and then they start releasing music while they're blowing up. I just, I, you know, I'm 40 years old, so you know I've been associated with the business with the music since I was 13. So that's 27 years, and I've watched this business evolve in so so many ways to where I'm like, wow, I would have never have thought that it would have been this easy for certain artists just to get on now, compared to when you know when I was a kid. I just wish that I had the, these opportunities back then that a lot of the newer artists have, like yourself. Um, right. Because I notice, I look at, I, dude, you have a great social media following. So I mean, that's a gr- that's a great start. And hey, if you could just get it in front of the fans. In front of your fans, you know, the sky's the limit. The sky is the exactly. limit. Exactly. So, okay. Well, so, um, I see. Go ahead. I'm listening. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you know, I have quite a few friends who uh, are in the music business and uh, own a couple labels here in uh, Colorado. And I've watched my friends for years, you know, do the hustle and bustle, you know, selling CDs and, and tapes, you know, cassette tapes out of their, out of their cars. And, uh, yeah, you know, out there, at, you know, out there on the street, like, Oh, Hey, you know, just make a donation, check out my CD, you know, and this hustle, this hustle and this grind, which, you know, don't get me wrong is, is not a bad thing, but you know, you're only mm-hmm. going to reach just, you know, a certain amount of people. And, and then from there, you know, are you converting them over into be true fans? And, and then, so, you know, I watched that for a long time and I, uh, 
I, I've had some great mentors. One of them was a producer from Paramount Pictures. And so when I started really finding my sound at about 25, I'm 33 now, um, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. But I also look forward into the future a lot of times. And I knew where digital music was going and where the digital era was going. And I knew that, like, okay, if I focus and and try to hone in on my skills, take my time to learn, you know, what's going on in this digital age, there's going to come a time where it's going to be easier for me to step into the game. And, and so I yeah. think that, you know, for most artists my age, a lot of them, you know, they've been hustling and grinding, and right now they're kind of reaching this burnout stage. And, and for me, you know, I just waited patiently and just, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to master my social media and I'm going to build my audience so that I can put my content, I can put my product out in front of the people and not have to shoot blanks out into, you know, space, hoping someone gets it. <laughs> and you don't have to pay someone to do it for you. You can do it yourself and you can teach someone to do it for you. And you'll exactly. know how it's going to, I mean, dude, you see, that's what I'm talking about. You know, I, I Dude, this is what I was telling my son yesterday. I kid you not. That's what I'm talking about. You got to learn how to do these things yourself in order so you won't need others to do it for you. And that's going to cost you less to get it done. Exactly. Like that is that is yes. brilliant, man. You know what? I, you're going to get a, you're getting some claps for me. <laughs> you're getting some <laughs> claps for me for that one, but I'm serious. Because I'm about to come on. I'm about to call you off the air like, hey, so uh, about you managing me now, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, thank you. You know, you know what? I, I appreciate that. Um, I do save a lot of money. You know, you know, I got two, three full-time jobs almost. Um, and I invest a lot of my own money into myself and into my ads. And, um, and, and then I just, I'm constantly expanding my knowledge. I'm constantly researching. I'm constantly looking up, you know, new ways uh, to run a successful business online for music. And, um, and that was my primary goal. Um, I wanted to be able to, since I have so many friends in the music business, I wanted to be able to take them to another level and take myself to another level. And so, you know, I started educating myself and, and getting to know, you know, online marketing and building email lists, you know, and social media presence and running ads. And so my goal and my purpose is yes, I've learned all this knowledge and I'm doing it myself, but, you know, I, I'm in the works right now of putting together an online music business university so that I can share these same secrets with everybody in my community so that I can help other artists advance in this digital era. And to me, I think that's just the most important thing is, is sharing the knowledge that you've gained with everybody else. That is awesome. I, I, man, you are blowing my mind here because, and I hope that our listeners, I swear I hope our, listen, our listeners are paying attention uh, to this because I want them to understand, you know, what you're telling them. You know, if you learn it yourself, you do it yourself, you know what I'm saying, things can go a lot further for you. And I'm exactly. hoping that at the end of the day that you actually get some univer- some people into your university from uh, from the audience because I'm, a, I'm going to keep promoting it. I think that is such an awesome deal. Okay, look, we only have a couple minutes left, but before we go, man, what you got coming up, man? Cause I'm gonna put, I'm gonna be putting it on the station, you know, and I'm gonna cut it up in this interview and so forth, and we put it up on a, uh, on some of the main yeah. stations. 
I mean, what do you got coming up? I know you got some new music coming. You got some hot stuff, man, yes. from what I'm hearing. I, 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 look, I didn't want to tell the audience, but, yeah, <laughs> I did get it. I, I got a sneak peek. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's really exciting. Um, I came out with Lonesome Roan in October, and uh, and I had another song, Georgia, recorded prior to that. Um, it's more of a classical rock country song. There There isn't any hip-hop in it. Um, and I've been sitting on that song for a while and I was like, man, I just, you know, I just need to get this out there. Like, you know, like you can't be perfect all the time. Like just put it out there, you know, and keep moving, you know? So I, I uploaded Georgia that comes out tomorrow. Um, and then I have another song that's called young and it's kind of a collaboration, um, from that super tramp song, uh, logical. And, uh, so the chorus is from that super tramp song, logical, and it's more of the country hip hop genre that I'm starting to produce. And so I'm really yeah. excited about th- that song. And then, you know, um, little Nas kind of just opened up the floodgates uh, for country hip hop or what they call now country trap uh, within this last week. And, you know, I was like, at first when, when I saw it, I was like, Oh, what the hell? <laughs> um, you know? And, uh, but I, you know, I have to thank the guy because, you know, he is, he took that step to take a chance and just to, you know, to go for it. And, and he's gone for it. And what that did was it inspired me to say, all right, you know, I just need to, you know, let the world know that I'm also here too, that, you know, country hip hop, country trap is here. You know, it's not just a joke. Like there are artists out here putting that out. And so I, I got grinding this week and uh, put out a surprise single that actually I got uploaded last night and it's going to uh, release tomorrow to stores. And that's called um, Here to Stay Country Hip Hop. And, uh, you know, it's kind of in response to Little Nas, but it's really thanking him for opening up those doors uh, for other artists like myself and, uh, and paying tribute to, uh, to what he's done. Hey, show love to my man Billy Ray Cyrus, too, for, you know, for coming through with and helping that kid out, too, as far as uh, exactly. getting, getting this song back up on a country music charts. I couldn't believe that, but Billy Ray Cyrus is a real dude. People don't realize he's a real dude, and he does love music. Okay, so real yes. quick, uh, your social media, where, where can we find you on social media? You can find me at uh, Tristan Dawood, singer-songwriter, on Facebook. Uh, go ahead and click that, follow that. I also have a, a special uh, Dawood music group in there you know and those people get uh updates of the latest info coming out usually before everyone else and they can put in their input you know let me know what they like what they don't like if they want to give suggestions for new content you can find me there you can find me on spotify uh tristan dawood you can find me on youtube at tristan dawood um and uh instagram I'm I'm pretty much ev- everywhere, so you know, just look up Tristan Dawood, and you're, you're probably going to come across it. And I will say this: this episode was sponsored by the Independent Blend Playlist by Lou Broly. You can go and check that out on Spotify, and you can check out Tristan's music on there as well. So I, I advise people to go and check out these Independent Blends. Uh, there's ten volumes, and Tristan is on all of them, and uh, you can just go look that up on a Spotify. Tristan, yes. you are the man. I want to thank you for joining us. And, man, look, I promise you, you are going to continue to grow because you got some good music, man. I'm very thankful that you did this interview as well. Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate it. You know, 
thank you to Lou Brawley for, you know, putting me on his playlist. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. And, and, you know, I really didn't know Nipsey Hustle, but, you know, rest in peace, brother. And, uh, and, uh, have a wonderful day, man. Hey, you too, man. Thank you. And rest in peace, Nipsey. Hey, man, we are out. Stefan Devereaux show, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. Don't forget, you can check us out. Google us. Just do it. It's easy. Just Google us. We're also on Facebook, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. And don't forget to go to Spotify to check out the Independent Blend playlisting. Hey, look, there's 10 volumes created by curator Lou Broly. Check it out. Spotify, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio, Stephon Devereaux Show. We are out. Angle Kids 24-7 Radio. Angle Kids 24-7 Radio. How to text a guy.